Hello, welcome back to the Made Hold podcast. This week we are talking about anxiety and kind of just my, not my testimony, but um, my story thus far with anxiety. But we'll get into that. Is it really anxiety? I, you know, it's hard to tell. Um, well, maybe not for some people. For some people, they're like, that's definitely anxiety. But if we're going off of the, uh, the DSM-based version of anxiety, then I'm like, is it really? But, yeah, I just wanted to start today's episode, um, just giving, like, a, what's the word, disclaimer, um, like, everyone has their own experiences with mental health, with anxiety, with depression, with suicide, like, all of that, and so, um, I hope in sharing this, this isn't insensitive to someone else's experience or dismisses it. If anything, I hope it kind of validates someone else's experience, um, makes you feel less alone or less crazy, um, but yeah, that's just kind of what I had to say about that. But let's let's get into what everyone's been dying to know about. Um, all my issues. No, um, I've actually, I feel like it doesn't sound like it, but I've, I, well, I go through seasons of being, coming to terms with anxiety and dealing with all of that. Um, but yeah, I guess I'll just kind of start with, I'll start with how this all started. Um, so my, growing up as a kid, I, uh, was pretty shy, pretty quiet, um, but never to the point where I felt, like, nervous. I, I didn't love, like, public speaking or things like that at all, but it was never to the point where I was too fearful to, like, do things. Um, I was in gymnastics. I did, I don't know, random things like soccer and swimming. I had friends. I had actually, like, really good friends. Um, and in middle school, like, I did talent shows. I, I'm trying to think of, like, things that would normally make people feel nervous. I just, yeah, I just even going to um high school like I never really felt anxious ever and so therefore I believe that anxiety because I had never experienced anxiety um I therefore believe that that was not real and therefore since anxiety was related to depression I thought depression wasn't real and therefore because depression was related to suicide I believed I mean, I knew suicide was real because I knew people did commit suicide, but I believed it was, like, a fake thing that people did for attention, which, in some cases, that can be true, but I was very, very naive to the way that other people could experience the world, and, like, thinking about that now makes me just want to, like, cry because it's, like, I have had a really hard journey the last couple years with my emotions and mental health and I would never 
take that back because then I wouldn't know what most everyone else in the world feels like. And I know not everyone, I mean, I even have family members and people in my life that don't struggle with stuff like this, but a good majority of people in my life do struggle. And I, I don't know, it's just really been a thing to build my empathy, which is something the Lord has used um, to help me connect with other people better and deeper. And so I do think it is a gift to, you know, be going through what I I'm going through or have gone through, um, but, yeah, so, I, moral story, grew up, never really, honestly, never really had, like, many issues, maybe I blocked them out, but I really can't remember anything, um, but, yeah, I, my story with anxiety and acne kind of, like, coexist at least in my mind they do so if you didn't listen to the acne episode definitely go back and listen to that um but around the same time that I was starting to get acne when I was 15 like I'd said um I started experiencing other symptoms um I guess too I'd preface this like I have passed out like I would pass out as a child um I guess I don't really know why maybe being overwhelmed but it was never like a feeling of anxiety when I passed out um at least at the time I didn't think so I was told it was because I was I think I was told it was because I was underweight or who knows, they didn't really have answers, they just thought it was, like, a developmental thing, being a woman, starting your period, I don't know, stuff like that, so I'd passed out a good chunk of times in my life, um, so just kind of keep that in mind, but basically, when I was 15, they put me on birth control for acne, and, um, I was on some other, you know, topical creams, whatever the pills and stuff I brought up in the that episode were but my conclusion is like my body just did not react well to like whatever I was on because I was starting to have like minor 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 like gut issues um minor compared to now at least and um I would pass out and so I remember I think it was, like, I don't even know, like, a month or so of being on this birth control, and I just, like, was at this friend, this girl I barely knew. It was her birthday party, and I passed out, and they, like, called the ambulance and all that, and it was just, like, a very, like, in a, in a, it sounds silly, but it was very traumatizing because I'd never really had it happen to that kind of, like, extent where it just was, like, there was no reason, and I don't know, there weren't reasons before, I guess, the other times I'd passed out, but it just really caught me off guard, and there was no, like, safe way for me to get out of that situation, and I was like, okay, that was weird, but I didn't think much of it, um, I went to school the next week, or whatever it was, and felt fine, um, so yeah, fast forward to that summer, I'm still 15, Am I 15? 
oh my gosh, no, I'm 16 at this point. I'm 16 when I, okay. I'm 16 at this point when I'm telling this story. Um, but yeah, I went to Hawaii for my grandparents, like, 50th, and we had been, you know, I wasn't on birth control or anything like that at the time. My acne was still pretty bad, but I was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna live life. I mean, I was on topicals and other oral stuff, oral, like, I don't know, antibiotics, I don't know what, I can't remember, but I was just like, I'm gonna just, like, enjoy my time in Hawaii, and, you know, we were with my family, and my, my grandparents kind of eat anything and everything, so at this point in my life, like, food was not really, like, a huge issue or concern, um, in terms of, like, how my gut would react to it, so we decided one day we were going on this, like, I don't know, boat cruise type of thing, that's like what my grandparents wanted to do to celebrate um their 50th and so we were like walking onto the dock I've been on boats multiple times I used to take sailing lessons like it wasn't I I really can't even understand it to this day because I don't know why I felt the way that I did but I got on the boat I felt totally fine um, and then I was like, the boat hadn't even moved and I knew it wasn't a seasickness thing and I know it wasn't a seasickness thing to this day, but I'll get into that later. But I just started feeling very nauseous. I had a terrible stomach ache. Um, I had eaten mochi, but I had eaten mochi before. So I was like, I don't know, like maybe it was bad. Maybe it was like, maybe this is food poisoning or something like that. But that that boat ride is when everything like started for me like I seriously consider that the day that like my life changed for completely I don't know it's just completely different um I I wish I feel like from the outside the way that I was experiencing it looked miserable and like oh she's uncomfortable or she's in pain or she's sick or whatever like to other people but and it was that way, but mentally, I don't mean to be dramatic, but it was almost like something had crept into my mind that it hadn't been there before, and I was just overcome with, like, any sort of fears you could have ever, and again, I wasn't ever, like, an anxious person before this, I wasn't an overthinker, typically I was a perfectionist and things like that, but it was never, like, you're going to die, you're, like, you're not well, like, something's, you're unsafe, something's gonna happen to you, like, just so much panic, so much pain in my body, um, in my stomach, in my heart, in, in my head, like, even now talking about it, it's, like, I can feel, like, what that felt like still, um, and, yeah, so, I just felt miserable, like, the whole time basically and then we got to the like the place that we were like stopping I guess to like snorkel or something and I'd just been like laying down crying trying to go to the bathroom like just a whole bunch of things I hadn't been present for the like whole experience at all but they were like just get in the water just get in the water and make you feel better and 
to this day, like, the water is the most comforting place to me. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like it was an experience the Lord wanted me to have. Like, I got in that water and I just felt like such a peace rush over me. And now I know more of, like, the scientific kind of reasoning of why that's so calming and stuff. But at the time, I was just like, oh my gosh, there's, like, a place of relief for this kind of, like, inner turmoil, I guess. And so I was fine-ish the rest of the boat ride home, but I was really, like, kind of traumatized after that. Um, And from there, things kind of just got worse. Um, I, It's still kind of foggy in my brain now because I've tried to block a lot of it out, I think. And I've been in therapy and done a little bit of EMDR, so, like, I know that that's kind of why things aren't as, like, traumatizing now as I remembered them to be, but, um, when I came back, well, actually, even just the plane ride there, I was convinced I was gonna pass out, like, if I remember correctly, did they wheelchair me around? I don't know, I really can't remember, but I just was like sweaty and nauseous and dizzy and kept having to go to the bathroom because I thought something was going to happen to me. I almost didn't get on the plane. The whole plane ride home was just miserable. Like my body was shaking. I felt like I was going to throw up. And again, I'd been on a plane. I'd been on a boat. Like these weren't new experiences to me at all. Nothing I hadn't done. And so it's just very weird. Um, And then I started my junior year of high school, and every day I just remember not wanting to go to school, not wanting to get out of bed, um, not wanting to do anything because it was too scary and I didn't know if something would happen. And um, I wish I could be like, But I went and nothing did happen, but that is a lie because I went and things did happen. I would have panic attacks and I would pass out and um, I would get really dizzy or lightheaded and I would get really sweaty or I'd have to lay down. And mind you, like, my gut issues are playing, like, a big role in all this. Like, I had stomach aches basically 24-7, like, just excruciating pain everything I ate was super sensitive to. I lost a good amount of weight during that time compared to like what I had been at. Um, because whatever I was eating would just go right through me. I'd either like throw it up or it'd come out the other end or there was just like no relief for my body. And I felt physically sick. I felt mentally really like weak and ill. And I, at that time, was just like oh my gosh I I don't want to live like this and I would pray and I wasn't really super strong in my faith at the time like I'd grown up in a Christian home but my faith grew like like a weed um when I started going through these kind of like gut issues and anxiety type issues and all these things um because I had nothing else to lean on. Um, but yeah, over the the course of the summer, I feel like 
I forgot to mention this and it's an important part, but over the course of the summer, I had gone to um, different gastrointestinal doctors, my primary care, um, obviously still my dermatologist. Um, I had seen, um, I don't know, I, I think there were three times that we went to the ER um, or urgent care. I can't remember which one it was for which, but basically my dad or my mom rushed me um to the hospital because I I I felt I thought I was dying. Like each time I I thought I was dying and it seems so dramatic to someone that's never experienced it. But I'm like if this is like I don't know, it's like the weirdest experience um to have a panic attack to like the extent that I was having them because now I when I have them they're not like that but anyway um I truly thought I was dying and I couldn't breathe I was in so much stomach pain I thought I had a parasite or I thought I I thought I can't remember the name of it but I thought my like colon was coming out of my body or something, I kept, kept trying to Google, like, a medical explanation for, like, what was going on inside of my body, because none of my symptoms were adding up, um, to me at the time, and I remember it was, um, one time my dad had taken me to the hospital, and I was in my room, and they were just checking on me, and they're like, you look you're you look fine like we don't know what this is but you're you're fine and I was like oh my gosh no I'm not but um yeah I was like okay and my dad's like well you have like an ASB we had an ASB retreat like a sleepover that night he's like do you still want to go and I was like Yes, I still want to go because I didn't want to miss out on anything. And at the time, there was someone I really liked that was there. So I was like, I want to go. But, um, yeah, that whole, like, 24, 36 hours, I remember, like, I ate two carrots that whole day. And, like, my stomach hurt so bad from just two carrots. And I had no other food, which is wild because now I could not survive off so little food. But... I just felt, I had fun, actually I remember having fun and being like, I feel like my normal self, but I also felt like there was something really off still with my body, and then the last time that my dad took me to the ER, my parents were both there, and I was just crying, and I was on the IV, and I hated that, but I was just like, asking the doctor to, like, tell me what was wrong, tell me what they saw, like, what's going on, and he asked me a bunch of questions, and I answered them honestly, and then he was, like, so, basically, what I'm gonna say is you have anxiety, and I was so mad, I was, like, this guy, like, you can't tell me I have anxiety when I'm experiencing all these other things, like, I was so mad, I remember just, like, on the car ride home, just, like, being like that's not true like anxiety isn't real um and being in such denial and so 
my mom had spoken with, like, because I was 16 at the time, so she was, like, speaking with my doctor and stuff, and I think it was my doctor who recommended, like, maybe it wasn't, maybe, I, I can't remember, maybe my doctor put it in my mom's ear, but basically came to the conclusion, like, that I should go to therapy, and therapy for the anxiety, and I was like, okay, whatever, what, like, I'm so desperate for help, I'm not gonna say no to help this time, but I also really didn't want to go to a random stranger and tell them what I don't even know was going on, like, I had no idea what was going on, and I was like, she's not a doctor, like, she's not gonna fix my, my gut, so why am I going, because in my mind at the time, like, the whole issue with, was my gut, um, which is, which is true, part of it was my gut, but it was so much deeper than that, and I wouldn't know that, um, for a while, but, uh, my parent, my mom would take me, depending on the week, um, out of school, like, often for, either doctor's appointments, because I was still going to the doctor to see if, like, try, if we could try and fix the gut thing, I was going to the doctor for my acne, um, and then now I was being pulled out of school for therapy as well, so I was missing a lot of school on top of the school that I had already been missing due to, like, panic attacks or not being able to go to school, because I just felt so awful, um, and so my mom would um bring me to therapy or sometimes I would drive myself because I'd gotten my license at the time too all very like fuzzy in my head I guess but yeah um I remember when I felt more comfortable because I had a lot of anxiety around driving too at the time especially not my normal like route just to school so I'd go to therapy and yeah my first time ever I sat down and I didn't hate it so that was nice but also I was very skeptical um of what to expect and basically what I learned is I did not have a lot of names for emotions I didn't know what the emotions I was experiencing really were therefore they were very foreign and I had a lot of fear around them. Um, I had a lot of, um, I would say, repressed trauma, maybe. And trauma looks different for everyone, so it's not, like, abuse or anything like that. But it was definitely, like, trauma relationally with parents or partners at the time. Um, well, partner singular, I was not dating multiple people, but yeah, it was just very interesting, um, to open up to someone that wasn't going to tell anyone else what I was experiencing. Cause I, I didn't open up to my friends. Um, I, I kind of learned later, like, I wish I would have been more open with friendships, but I just was not. Um, yeah, so I was started doing therapy um basically every week's um yeah it was like every week or more or something and I loved it um after a while like the first like 
few months I was not loving it but after a while I felt a lot more comfortable my symptoms of anxiety weren't getting any better at all um actually and my gut issues were kind of getting worse um so my therapist and my doctor both were like you should probably go on a medication for this and at that point I I don't know how many how long it had been at that point uh maybe eight or nine or more months maybe a year I can't remember but I I'd been struggling for a long time without feeling better and I would have an anxiety or panic attack at least every other day like it was very often it wasn't always passing out but a lot of the times at least a few times every couple weeks it would be a passing out episode which were the most scary um because you didn't I didn't know where I'd be who would be with me how I'd get help if I was unconscious what would happen to me if I'd wake back up like just a lot of fears would it happen when I was driving which that's a whole nother story but yeah it was just very um unpredictable my body felt very unsafe for me to be in um and so I just uh was kind of desperate I didn't look into much about medications or the side effects at risks which part of me now wishes I kind of did but um I said yes please and I got prescribed Zoloft and I started taking Zoloft when I was 16 um and that changed the game um some people will say it's a placebo effect maybe it is I don't know but I truly, I felt not like myself because a lot had changed for sure. Um, but I felt like I could live again. Um, I didn't, I wasn't terrified of getting out of bed every day. Um, it was a lot less of a mental battle to do little things and I was so grateful and at the time too my relationship with the Lord had grown a lot and I think I kind of got mixed and confused and really praised like the Zoloft for working a lot and not the Lord for also providing the Zoloft or providing healing um in general um but yeah I basically for the next uh year and a half, whatever it was, I finished out, like, my senior year of high school and was dealing with all my, like, acne stuff, and for, like, a good portion of my senior year, like, my acne was clear, and my anxiety was somewhat manageable, um, and I don't know, I just thought it was the coolest cat, because I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm back, almost back to normal, um, which is funny because now I've come to learn, like, there is no such thing as a normal for anyone, but for me to, like, hold myself to a standard of my 15-year-old self is just ridiculous. So, yeah, I, um, was on a high dose of Zoloft by the time I went to, left for college. I was not nervous to start college. I was not nervous to go to class. Like, I was thriving, 
Um, I went through a breakup, and it didn't really affect my anxiety levels at all. I felt like I was doing fine from what I can remember. Like, I was heartbroken, obviously, at the time, but, like, anxiety-wise, panic attack-wise, like, did not have them very often at all. Um, And if I did, it wasn't a traumatizing thing where I was, like, scarred by it or anything. So, I was chilling. Um... I then went through my freshman year of college and started my sophomore year of college, and I um, decided, you know what, like, I was off Accutane at the time, and I was like, I also feel really ready to go off Soloft, so, like, I talked to my doctor and weaned off of it, and I felt completely normal, completely fine, um... Yeah, and I was off of Zoloft, and I started dating someone, and it was just, like, a weird experience, and I felt fine, um, but it wasn't until, like, maybe a month after we had stopped dating, um, where it was, like, everything kind of got worse and it was to the point where I was like I can't get out of bed to go to class like I can't I I felt like I couldn't function again and my like next resort was like okay I needed to call my doctor and get back on Zoloft and part of me so badly wishes that I hadn't done that um but I did and then COVID hit so it I guess it kind of worked out because I probably would have maybe gone on in any way but COVID was a good time for my anxiety um because I was able to like rest my body physically a lot more um not be grinding all the time it was just a really good time for me mentally like going on lots of walks being with family like my anxiety and mental health was really good in that time period and I think that's why I felt like I was thriving um, yeah, then I entered my junior slash senior year, my last year of college, um, and anxiety was kind of, it was there, um, again, not as bad as, like, it could have been, it was very manageable, and I was still on medication, so it was like, okay, this is just what it is, um, yeah, it was fine, and then I got through that year, and then I, the summer happened, and I went up on my dose of Zoloft because I was nervous about, like, grad school and um, moving into a new place, and I remember when I moved into the new house, my first night sleeping in my bed, like, I had a feeling kind of like my first ever like the boat trip kind of panic attack where it was like I felt it in my whole body and my stomach and I felt so stuck and I was like no like god please don't have this be that kind of a season of life um and it honestly took me like two or three days to kind of mentally recover from that because I kept expecting like a panic attack to happen again and me to be like paralyzed by it but it didn't I started a new job, which was nerve-wracking, but it was totally fine transition. Like, it wasn't anxiety-inducing, necessarily. 
Um, and same with my program. Like, once I, after the first week, I was like, oh, this is going to be fine. Um, yeah, but I was on a high dose of Zoloft, too, so I think that helped make it manageable. And then that year passed, the first year of grad school, and then, um, the past summer, I feel like my, or... Yeah, like, May, summerish. I felt like my anxiety was just, like, not doing well again. So I went up more on my Zoloft and, with my doctor, of course. And, um, yeah, so that was, like, the highest dose of Zoloft I had ever been at. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, Faith, you can't just keep going up every time an inconvenience happens in your life. Or you can't handle something, like, you got to figure out something new, it can't just always be medication, but then part of me was, like, medication is a blessing, like, Lord gave it to us for a reason, right, and, like, kind of wrestling with that, um, and just wanting to shut out all the the thoughts that I couldn't shut out myself, and that I'd ask the Lord to shut out, and it was, like, almost, like, okay, maybe he wants me to have these for a reason, but I can't live with these stirring thoughts that are messing with my gut because your gut and your brain are very connected and I feel like people don't understand that enough like the ways that you think affect like how your gut functions oh I wish I could get into explaining it more but you should do some research I've done lots over the years and it's very fascinating how our brains and guts talk (laughs) basically but yeah, I um, started, well, I, I got engaged, and then I started seeing clients, and so I think I was nervous of, like, what will my capacity to handle these things be? I need to be on a high dose of Zoloft in order to be, like, wedding planning and um, doing grad school and jobs and all the things, and I think that is a reason, too, why... I was feeling anxious and staying on the higher doses a lot, but um, a few months ago, I just felt a prompting from my heart, uh, on my heart from the Lord, and it was, he was just like, do you not trust me enough to be off of this? And I was like, no, I don't, I really don't trust you enough, Lord, to like be off of Zoloft, like that is a very scary thing for me, and it wasn't until my therapist kind of called me out her and I were talking and she was like just get the sense that you don't trust the Lord enough and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast but uh, that just changed it for me in my head of like she's so right like she's able to see this in me too like and I think too like the Lord had softened my heart to be in a place to hear that kind of a thing um from someone to kind of be like critiqued on my lack of trust but I just made the choice of like lord no matter how scary it is like I do want to go off of Zoloft I don't want to be on this drug for the rest of my life like I want to learn how to manage this um in a holistic way in a way that's dependent on you and I'd rather put more effort into like figuring out other ways to deal with this than just having um Zoloft be like my band-aid issue my band-aid for this issue because if you've done research you know then that sertraline or zoloft can also have 
cause gut issues, which seems kind of counterintuitive. Um, and yeah, it's just not, I don't know. I just, I've had a, I don't need to explain myself, but I've also just had convictions of like, if you're trying to take care of your gut and your health and like fix these things, like stop putting Accutane in your body, stop putting these oral pills for acne in your body or antibiotics. Not that these things are, are bad, but I've done the whole medicinal route and nothing's been super effective. Again, it's been a band-aid fix for a lot of my issues, but once I'm off something, those issues are still there and I really want to get to like the root of them or even just maybe learn to live with them for a period of life. I don't know. I'm still young. So I'm trying to like figure out what exactly my beliefs are on all this and like where I do stand. But for the time being, like I'm leaning into like the Lord putting this prompting on my heart to do this more holistically and, um, yeah, kind of just, like, facing my anxiety. I feel like my anxiety is my biggest enemy, my biggest fear. And Zoloft is kind of my, like, weapon or my sword against it. But I want, like, to have, like, God's word be my weapon and his truth to, like, cover me and just have, like, him be my peace in that. And... I don't know, it's it's scary because I haven't, I'm in a, like, really hard season of life and there's going to be some transitions in the next couple months that are going to be really hard and scary for me, but that's also just kind of life and if I can't learn to, like, live dealing with my anxiety now, like, there's no better time than now, I guess, is kind of what I'm trying to say. Um, so, yeah. That was a lot. Uh, That is um, my journey with anxiety. Um, But I wanted wanted to read from the DSM um, just to kind of like, for those of you who don't have an understanding of what anxiety is, because it's a lot, I don't know, there's a lot of different kinds of anxiety and I I can describe some of them just so everyone's kind of on the same page here um because I wish someone would have described these things to me um but yeah I'll start with it's called GAD um generalized anxiety disorder which a lot of people just call anxiety and they're like oh I have anxiety and you're like I know exactly what you're talking about but you probably don't. Um, you probably know your version of anxiety and not theirs. But anxiety is categorized as, um, this is from the DSM-5, it's categorized as um, <laughs> excessive anxiety and worry occurring more days than not for at least six months. Sorry, I thought I heard someone calling me, but they're not. Um, occurring for at least six months about a number of events or activities such as work or school performance. The individual finds it difficult to control the worry. The anxiety and worry are associated with three or more of the following six symptoms. The symptoms are restlessness or feeling keyed up or on edge, being easily fatigued, difficulty concentrating or getting mind to go blank, 
irritability, muscle tension, sleep disturbance, and that could be a whole range of things, falling asleep, staying asleep, restlessness, whatever. Um, The next qualifier is that the anxiety, worry, or physical symptoms cause clinically significant distress or impairment in social, occupational, or other important areas of functioning. The disturbance is not attributable to psychological no, yeah, psycho- psychological effects of a substance, drugs, da da da. Um, disturbance is not better explained by another mental disorder. So, yeah, that is what anxiety is. You can also have social anxiety, um, which is basically a fear of how you're going to be perceived when you um, like talk and things like that, versus agoraphobia, which is kind of part of what I experience um but this is more of a fear of um, going into public spaces with lots of people feeling stuck um so those are two different things and a lot of people think oh I have social anxiety like I just and then it's like no you're more agoraphobic like that's different so um just wanted to clarify that but um yeah I think for a long time, it was, like, people telling me, like, you have anxiety, um, which, yeah, like, that could be true, but I, th- what a lot of those do, I guess they are relatable, but not really so much as another diagnosis, which my first therapist and I, like, talked about, and she's like, no, you definitely have this, and, um, yeah, so, but anxiety and this disorder are kind of like basically treated pretty similarly medication wise um but yeah she told me that I had panic disorder and I think this is a lot more of what I relate to so it panic disorder in the DSM is described as recurrent unexpected panic attacks A panic attack is an abrupt surge of intense fear or intense discomfort that reaches a peak within minutes and during which time four or more of the following symptoms occur. So these are the following symptoms, which I have all of them except for feelings of choking. But um, these are the symptoms. Palpitations, pounding heart or accelerated heart rate, sweating trembling or shaking, sensations of shortness of breath or smothering, feelings of choking, chest pain or discomfort, nausea or abdominal distress, feeling dizzy, unsteady, lightheaded or faint, chills or heat sensations. And I, like I said, feel all of those except for I've never felt like I was being choked before, so praise the Lord for that. Um, there's a few more on my page, just like splits up weird. Um, I can never say this parathesis, basically numbness or tingling sensations, derealization, feelings of unreality or depersonalization, being detached from oneself, fear of losing control or going crazy, amen, fear of dying. Um, and then another, like, in order to be diagnosed with this, another one of the requirements is at least one of the attacks has been followed by one month or one or both of the following. So persistent concern or worry about additional panic attacks or their consequences. Um, a significant maladaptive change in behavior related to the attacks. So 
I definitely experience both of these. Um, I am constantly um, worried, especially after a panic attack has happened, that I will be in a situation and another one is going to happen. I can't, I like really think about that a lot, and I do change a lot of um, things or avoid a lot of things in life in order to kind of pres- prevent, I think I'm preventing a panic attack from happening or just keeping myself out of a situation where one could. Um, one of the other, the last two qualifiers is that, um, these can't be, like, explained by another mental disorder or use of substance, so that's, I mean, that's not really, that's just what they kind of say at the end of all the disorders, they're, they're not better explained by another disorder or due to substance use, so, anyway, but that's what panic disorder is, basically a a fear of it's a realistic fear that's the thing a fear of a panic attack happening and that's just anxiety to me here I'll I'll explain it uh anxiety to me is kind of the way that I defined it, define it is it's unrealistic worry. Like it's not, it's not, there's, what's the word? Not unrealistic. There's no, absolutely no need to worry about it. It will probably never happen. It probably has never happened. Like it's just kind of uncalled for worry versus fear. Like you have a a reason to fear because it has happened before and you have proof that, like, this could be a reality. Like, I am not fearing having panic attacks for... and being unreasonable. Like, for example, like, it is unreasonable for me to sit and have anxiety over... Um, I don't know, I'll go with something small, like, have extreme anxiety over not getting into grad school or passing a test, like, that's okay, like, Faith, you know yourself, you try really hard, like, that's just an, for me, personally, that's an unrealistic fear for me to have, because it's, like, there'd be no reason, if I was failing all my, my classes, if my GPA was bad, like, that would be reasonable, um, but anxiety to me is like, there's unreasonable, there's no, no reason for it, it's not realistic, but fear it is, like, I have had multiple panic attacks in my life, like, I have every reason to fear that another one's coming, but the Lord, the Bible, like, tells me not to fear, and so that's something I have to fight against constantly, if I'm wanting to live in a state of peace and true rest in Him, like, I have to learn to lay my fear, lay my anxiety, whether it's reasonable or unreasonable, again, fear or anxiety, like, I have to lay that in front of the Lord's, like, feet, and he's going to, like, be my strength and sustain me in all of this, like, unknown or known that I'm experiencing. Um, yeah, I just feel like that was a lot of uh, randomness and random 
thoughts and I probably should have like prepped better to word it better but it was also very like real and authentic to what I've experienced um and again it's it's one of those things too that I think it's like it's always a lot more traumatizing when you're living in it versus when you're retelling the story you can almost kind of like downplay it a little bit um but also our minds are very powerful and they can make us feel or think that something's way worse in the moment so it's kind of a toss-up there but um yeah I just I hope whoever listens to this knows like that experience may be common but it's not what like the Lord wants for us and it's it's a daily fight um to fight against those feelings and to ask the Lord for peace and comfort and strength and it's so humbling and it's so hard um but I think it's also a gift especially to those of you who are believers that experience anxiety or panic or whatever it is it's such a gift that the Lord is using to draw you closer to him and I feel like I'm very blessed that early on in my experience with anxiety like the Lord was able to reveal like that experience was a gift for me to draw close to him in and I don't think I would have coped well um or even really be alive if um he hadn't provided me with that um mindset and belief I guess but yeah never never let anyone invalidate or discredit your experience with anxiety or depression suicide your eating disorder whatever whatever it is like it is your experience and someone may have had it worse or may try and one-up you or whatever it is but like that experience is something you went through for a reason and it's just it's really valuable it's valuable to the kingdom um it's not in vain um it's definitely like just a part of your testimony and something you'll probably wrestle with for the rest of your life and I feel like I do my fair share of wrestling with the Lord of like why me why anxiety like yeah just feeling frustrated and you feel like that's normal and it's like in our seasons of doubt um that the Lord like strengthens that relationship with him um I feel like I've just been reminded of that a lot more recently like it's or that could be said of any season like it's in the lower valleys like we're able to appreciate the the like higher mountains and stuff like that so um if you are struggling with mental health and doubting the lord like lean into that ask him the hard questions bring it to him because he doesn't want to just see the the completely perfect unaffected version of you um I think, too, a big thing for me is, like, also praying um, to the Lord to keep the enemy far from my mind. 
um, and I, I want to be better about that, but I, I try at least, like, once or whenever it kind of hits each day, like, that anxiety, that spike of it, whenever it comes, like, I ask the Lord to keep the enemy far from my mind and to, um, have him be, have the Lord be my comfort and my peace and my strength to get through that moment, to get through the day, um, yeah, so, that's kind of, this is definitely a longer (laughs) episode than I was expecting, but I really do hope that it was, oh, I don't hope it was relatable, I hope, I hope no one listening ever experiences panic or anxiety, but I also know that's unrealistic and that the Lord can use those things, um, I'm living proof of it, so, I just hope you feel somewhat encouraged, I think that's been a big thing for me, is just also listening to other people, either in my real life or just online or whatever, like, that also struggle, it makes you feel a lot less alone, makes you feel like there could be an answer or hope, and there is, and so, um, yeah, thanks for just sticking through and listening to all this, I'm sure there's different parts of this story that I missed that I'll probably be like, oh, I should have said that, but, um, for now, that's kind of where I'll leave it, I mean, this podcast will go on, so if I did miss something, I could always share it in another episode, but I'm definitely hoping that our next episode, um, is gonna be a lot lighter, it's gonna be all things wedding, um, yeah, and I'm excited about that. But this week was the deeper one. But thanks for sticking around. Um, and again, if you didn't like this, don't let me know. But if you did, you can leave a review or some stars. Um, yeah, and I will see you next week to talk about all the wedding shenanigans that have been going on and yeah all the all the fun things that are happening um it might be a two-parter because I feel like there will be other things that I'll have to share about wedding stuff maybe after spring break so we'll see stay tuned um thanks for listening and I'll see you later bye